Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to bring a special guest on the show this week. I'm going to be chatting to Marie, who is a translator copywriter. Now, Marie is someone that I have been connected to for a very long time. She has followed my YouTube channel forever, and we'll get into a funny story actually about how she found our YouTube channel. And I have watched her over the past year and a bit launch her little side hustle, rebrand, and now she has officially gone full-time in her online business, which is so incredible. And we're going to be chatting about that in today's episode, as well as her journey, her entire career. We're going to talk a lot about fulfillment, mindset, and finding a really fulfilling job that you love. And we're also going to chat on sort of how Marie stays organized because she is a mum to a young girl as well. And just talking about building the best life for her and her daughter. So I'm going to leave Marie's details uh, linked in the show notes of today's episode. Make sure you share this episode and tag both of us on Instagram stories. I'd love to repost you. I'd love to have a chat with you. Listen to your thoughts. Maybe you relate to something that Marie and I have said today. And yeah, without any more blabbing from me, let's get into this interview. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. I really want to get started by just sort of you introducing yourself, Marie. Let's talk about your journey because I know you have very excitedly gone full-time in your business. Tell us how you got here because it has been quite the journey, hasn't it? It's been a, a long journey. So I have the uh, the shorter story or the long story. Give us <laughs> um, the long one. Because I'll give you the long story because I, you know, I'm not 20. I've reached my 40s. So I've went down the road of uh, being employed for uh, quite a while just to give a bit of backstory. So I'm uh, French, lived in France, did, went college to French. And then uh, when it was time to find a job, I went for an exam for the French government to work because I study law and stuff like that. And I hated it. I actually didn't show up the second day of the uh, test. I went to the movie instead because that (laughs) is not for me. So instead, I bought a plane ticket and I went to the US because I always wanted to go check out the US. (laughs) So I went there and like when you move to a new country, usually you start working in hospitality. Those are the jobs uh, easy to get. So I started with that with my broken English. And um, I did quite well. I became quickly general manager of a restaurant, a chain that is quite known in LA. Uh, It's not in New Zealand, it's in Australia, but it's not in New Zealand. So you probably uh, don't know it. Um, So I worked there for a while. I had a great job, easy life in LA. Uh, But I always had in the back of my mind already back then that I wanted to do something else, something on my own. Like my dad is his own boss. And I always liked the idea like, 
oh, he did his own schedule. He worked, you know, we worked a lot, but whenever he wanted to, if he didn't want to go to work, you know, he did that on that day. So I was always attracted by blogging. So on the side, I started uh, a little blog about Corsican girl moving uh, to the U.S. and see how it's going. And it was at the time where blogger and um, not really social media, but then we're starting to pick up. I had a few friends that started really to go into blogging and digital uh, media strategy. And it's like, okay, let me see, let me test the water and all that. But the thing is, when I had a job that was easy and that was paying well, so I didn't feel, you know, the need to push. Then I was like, why, you know, I'm in my comfort zone. I know what I'm doing. I'm earning money. Why push myself, you know, extra? So that kept on going for uh, for a few years like that. And to cut a bit back uh, after about... Yeah, over 15 years in the US doing that job, I moved to the UK and I loved it there, but the pace was quite different. I was working much more still with the same company. Um, and I was starting to get tired of working in hospitality. I think like, unless you are a chef and you really love cooking at some point, you have enough of dealing with people and people being hungry and <laughs> <laughs> wanting their food that way. And plus it was a, a chain that was really working with celebrities and stuff. So not necessarily the easiest crowd you know uh to deal with so i went back to what what can i do should i start my uh, own business but it wasn't clear yet what i wanted to do so i was like mm. should i go back blogging again and then i changed company and i worked for another uh, big chain it's like nando's i know you have it you know yeah <laughs> oh, God, as well <laughs> yes so i was i was a gm for uh, one of the busy place in a uh, brighton in the size of london and with that job actually i started to do more and more marketing because you do the own marketing for your own restaurants um, I started to do social media marketing. We're using Facebook, we're using Instagram, uh, not Twitter, because they didn't want us completely be free <laughs> on the, online and answering it to people. And I really liked that. I was really getting into it. And that I started, you know, to grow even more the idea, oh, that's really something I would like to do, you know, as a job and just completely change career. But then the story changes again, because then I had a baby. <laughs> Uh, I had my daughter and as much as I like living in London, it rains way too much. <laughs> I'm from an island where it was sunny. I lived in LA for many years. It's always sunny. So it's like, I'm not raising my daughter until under the rain, even if she's <laughs> half English. <laughs> so I was like, okay, new baby, let's time to do a career change and let's move countries. So we moved back to, uh, to France, to Corsica, to where I'm from. I was like, okay, at least I know my kid is fine. You know, I can uh, go to school and it's the perfect time to look for another job and quit hospitality. And I searched and I was very lucky. I found the perfect job. I was hired as a translator for uh, this uh, company, this building uh, company. So I started there as a translator. And then as I was translating the blog post, they also asked me, you know, if you feel comfortable, maybe you can start writing some of the blog posts. I was like, oh, I'm finally getting paid to write, <laughs> to finally blog and I get to translate. So that was good. And the job evolved. I became the main writer and then the uh, blog manager to the marketing manager, uh, even did their social media. So I was really I've really discovered the whole field and absolutely loved it. And then, um, well, COVID happened. So <laughs> we started uh, 
working from home. And now I had like, I was still salary, but I was working from home. I was able to take my daughter to school and, you know, go pick her up and really have kind of, kind of life. I had imagined, but never really went for it. And uh, when we started back at some point, going back to the office, I was like, no way I'm going back to this life. I've tasted what it could be. So I started some research and I say, okay, I'm going to try it out. That's now or never, like, you know, with not my age, but, you know, with everything going, it's now or never. So that's when I decided to create my company. So Matcha Creative. And I was doing it as a side hustle because I did want the security of a paycheck and see um, how things were, uh, were going. At the beginning, I did go... I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just jumped in there and did a bit of everything and anything. And it wasn't working out uh, properly. So I really say, okay, if you're going to do this, you need to do it seriously. You need to invest in yourself. So I got a coach, a French business coach out of everything. Well, I was never really. And I really follow like the, the training and the process and back to the basics and really get the, the, the clarity. And uh, within a year of doing that, that, that training and having my first clients and see, you know, how it feels to do that. I went part-time um, with my job mm. so I could, you know, still have the fixed income and that contract that's very useful in France for all paperwork. And uh, I started to have a, a few more clients and then I was like, okay, the best way for me to take the job, to really go full-time and have it a bit of you know, security financially, because I do have a kid that depends uh, on me. Um, I worked on kind of becoming irreplaceable at my job, <laughs> if I could say. So I was able to negotiate from going to uh, to part-time for them having the freelance, still being their translator and managing and uh, writing their blog. I let go of so social media management and a lot of things. So once I had that secure, which was a very good deal, and I had like a, a other couple of clients that were a long-term client, I was like, that's it. It's been a year. I had written down in my journal last year in January 2022, I will be full-time. I will be freelance full-time. So I took the jump. It was very scary. I love <laughs> it that. Was- <laughs> it honestly makes me a bit emotional, like hearing your story, because I know, and I I think a lot of people listening will relate, how truly hard, but also rewarding making that leap is. And I think one of the really interesting things you, you brought up there was just being so comfortable in your previous jobs. And I think that's why I always explain to people, it was so easy for me to leave because I hated my job and it paid me terribly. So I didn't have that cushiness. It was kind of like, I either have this terrible job that's making me miserable or I try this solo thing. What what would you say to maybe other people that are feeling comfortable in their jobs and don't know about leaving? Now that you yourself have been through this whole journey and this whole career and have finally taken that plunge, is there any part of you that wishes you'd done it earlier or do you feel this was the perfect time for you? I think for me, it was the, the perfect time because I had my perfect reason why. For me, it was I really wanted to spend time with my kid. And I enjoyed so much, you know, taking her to school and picking her up, which before uh, when she was younger, I was working so much. I missed her first birthday because I was working on that day. So it was, you know, something very important to me. So it was the perfect timing but I do have to say it's 
even though I had a good job that was paying me well and I was happy even, you know, in the US or even this one there, I, I still had that little thing in my mind. That's not exactly what I want to do. I'm not mm. the, the nine to five because my new job was nine to five. I'm not that type of person. Like, so you need to listen to your little voice because it'll keep nagging you in the back of your, mm. your head. So you'll never be completely happy with your job because every time something you don't like, you'll be thinking, oh, but if I, you know, if I was my own boss, if I, you know, if I work for myself, I'll, I'll be able to do, uh, to do this, uh, to do this and this. And I think take also the time I took the plunge also because financially, you know, I was, I was stable, you know, it's always good to say, I want, I want to go, but, you know, really think uh, what you need to do and find your why. Once you have your why, why you want to have your own job, everything else, you know, it just, it just comes, it just comes together. Like you have the motivation, you know, what's, uh, what step to take. It's the comfort zone only brings you to, to regret. I think that's at some point, you know, you'll just always be like, what if, what if, what if, because I love that. That is so powerful and so true using that motivation of your why and what you really want out of your life. And I think you're probably part of a huge group of people that got that taste of that remote life during during COVID and during the lockdowns and was like, this needs to be my new reality. But I think what's really cool about your story is how you you gave yourself time and you really set yourself up well. And I think a lot of people get caught up looking in the online world and following people on Instagram who are like, it took me one month and I made 10K already, or like I quit my job and straight away launched my business and, and a lot of this like sudden and, and quick stuff. And it's something I talk a lot with my, my own journey is just, it is a journey and it is a process. And I think one of the really interesting things about you is, is having your daughter and, ha- and knowing that you've got to support your, your daughter and your family. What advice would you have for maybe other mums out there? Because I know from previous students I've worked with, that is something that weighs on their mind being like, you know, I'm not just, I'm not a young girl in my twenties going out and, you know, Hey, if, if things go bad, I'll just move in with my parents. You know, you've got a daughter to look after. What would you say to other mums out there who are wanting to take that plunge? Like you said, it's like, be patient. And I think one of the, it's like organization and be patient. Be patient. The fact that you still have a job, it's your perfect chance to test out the water, to make those mistakes, to actually get uh, really to see how long it takes you to do the work your clients uh, want to. Do you actually really like it or not? You get a feeling of what types of clients you like or don't like. So really take the chance to make those mistakes, to get the training that you need to fight your coach because you have that peace of mind that you still have that salary coming. And that's what really important. So really, uh, you know, do do all mistakes that you want to do uh, during that time. So when you're ready to launch, you already have, uh, have learned a lot. And then part of it also, it's um, organization because, you know, you do have a, a kid to take care of. So for me, it was really like some time blocking. It was after bedtime. I was doing from 8 p.m. until uh, until 10 p.m. That's the time I'll focus to to do the online courses I've taken, uh, to do some client works, or if I do it during the lunchtime when my boss doesn't look at me, or if I'm working from home, <laughs> which helps as well. Oh my <laughs> God, I did the exact home. same. <laughs> 
I was sitting at my desk, like listening to podcasts and, and reading blogs. And then like your boss would come along and you're like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'm transcribing an interview. Like I, I, I'm doing my work. <laughs> no, but actually one of the things, because uh, where we work, we all have our headphones. Everybody's watching or listening to, uh, to something. But actually one day I was watching one of your YouTubes. Uh, video <laughs> and it was at the time when you were launching your own business and I was watching on your that my boss was passing by behind you wouldn't have mind because you know they're, they're quite cool on that but I came back as like oh what are we watching I had to get my own hair look they have this, <laughs> this YouTube video. <laughs> so, yes I wasn't like, watching how to quit my job yeah, no, no, they have look this video how to cut your own hair because you know I want to make it shorter <laughs> and stuff like that so yeah it's just trying to to find this time and and a time that doesn't for me the important thing was something that didn't take me away from my kids so I had to really sometimes it's not easy and it's okay Mm. also to say you know I'm not gonna curse stuff happen (laughs) in life so if one day I really couldn't you know I wouldn't beat myself up said listen this is what happened today I didn't have time to work on my business but I'll make it up at at some point you know during the week so patience and organization (laughs) I love that. No, I have to tell like a quick story for everyone listening. (laughs) When I connected with Marie, I think it was when you first signed up for my membership group and we were chatting and you kind of mentioned like, oh, I've been following you for a while. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I love meeting people who have followed me since I left my job. And then you said the way that you found my YouTube channel was through that haircutting video. And I just thought that was the most hilarious thing because you found us through this. If for those of you that don't follow me on YouTube, my sister and I made this video about how to cut your hair at home. And it's just like completely gone viral. We made it years ago and it still gets comments like every day. And that was how Marie found our channel. And then it was just, you know, those years later, she was in my membership group and now she's come through my courses and now we're sitting on a podcast interview and you have your own business. So it's just, it's really funny how these things happen and how, how you can reach people on the internet. And it's not always in a traditional way, but I just, I love that. Every time I, I sort of see a message from you, I'm like, oh, it's Marie. <laughs> yes. That, that video. Yes. I remember exactly. I was looking for it actually, because I wanted to cut my hair shorter because I was going to be on uh, their social media on their Instagram, they were doing a post of they just launched some video tutorials and I'm doing the voiceover. So they were just doing a post. Oh, this is Marie, the voiceover of the YouTube video. And I was like, oh, if I'm going to be on their social media, blah, 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 I need to have the proper hair. So I went and Google <laughs> and I find your video. And then I was like, oh, they're two sisters. Oh, they're from New Zealand. Oh, they're in Wellington. I, I mean, in Oakland at the time. I love New Zealand. I'm going to follow. And here I go. Helen is launching a business. <laughs> I just love that. That's so awesome. And one of the things I also really wanted to ask you about today is the fact that you are from France and English is your second language. And I know I work with a client who's similar English is their second language. And I think a lot of their followers really love that as an inspiration, as a source of inspiration, seeing what you can achieve, even if English isn't your first language, because I do feel like the online world is a bit dominated by English speakers. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, how you felt entering your business with maybe, you know, did you feel that was holding you back? Did you feel it was an advantage? And maybe for other people out there who are in the same boat as you, what advice you'd give to them? For me, the language wasn't really a problem. I think just 
because of my story. So I moved to the US. I was 20. I'm over 40 now. <laughs> We're going to keep you that quiet. Um, so <laughs> I pretty much, and, and when I moved to the US, I made a point of not speaking any French because I really wanted uh, to improve. So it became a point where the only French I was speaking was actually with my parents on the phone twice a week. So I've lost oh, wow. a bit of my French. So I'm um, to the point I actually, and English has kind of become my first language because I had forgotten a bit of the French, plus my daughter uh, is half English, so we speak English at home, no matter what. So that wasn't an issue, you know, an issue for me, but I can remember when I first moved to the US or seeing uh, other friends doing that. I think it's just how you set your mind to it. If you think, oh, it's not my first, how people are gonna think I have an accent, or uh, you know, if I make a mistake, and it's just, if you don't think about it, I remember at the beginning, I wasn't speaking the perfect English, but I didn't care. I just speak, I just write, I just run a business and, you know, running the restaurant. And I find that people usually like it. They find it, you know, it's fine. You have uh, uh, a little accent and then you'll have some of your clients to English may not be their first language, or even if it is, they do speak other language, so they can understand the little barriers you can have or, you know, the, the little mistakes you can make. So you do have more understanding that you may think. And worst case scenario, well, at least you speak one more language than other people do. So you should be proud of yourself anyway. And having an accent just makes you speak multiple languages. So it's, it's, it's a good thing no matter what. I love that. It's all about like that importance of your mindset though, and changing that mindset and changing the story and being like, Hey, this isn't a disadvantage. It's a, it's an advantage. You know, this is going to make me a better person. I can speak multiple languages. Like I'm so jealous of that. I tried to learn French for five years and could, I was the worst in the class. My French teacher would always pick on me. I think she would, she had so much faith that I could do better, but no, it's just not, not for me. <laughs> my, my Kiwi accent is just too, too bad. <laughs> But I really think that is an important part of business is, is really mastering your own thoughts and, and the way you speak to yourself and the way you think about yourself is so important. What would you say on the topic of mindset? That's usually the hardest thing for me in business is mindset. What is the, the hardest thing for you? Or what's been the biggest challenge for you in your business journey and in your side hustling journey? In my side hustling journey and like launching, I think one um, of the mistakes I've made at the beginning and like a, a, that can be challenging is when you look, you know, you look on social media, you look on internet for uh, inspiration and you see, and it's making the, the mistake to comparing yourself to people that are not at the same stage that you are. Because you're going to look, I'm, when I went looking online, I went looking for people that were already doing this because that's what you want to see to, to learn. But then even like watching, for example, like your videos or, or your YouTube, and I was like, oh, see, she does already this, she does already that and that. But like, keep it back. she's two years ahead of you. She's doing fantastic, uh, of course, but like she's two years ahead of you and there's a process. So it's really keeping that in mind like don't compare yourself to other and especially not to other that are further than you in your journey or if you want to look like scroll back way back maybe into the their account and see what they were you know what they were doing at the beginning so you can you can see their their journey because 
already by ourselves when I think when we go freelance, we already have that little imposter syndrome, like, oh, why, why would everybody, you know, buy from me or if I don't do it? So if you start looking at others and compare yourself as well, then um, it's the end of it. But mindset, it's uh, it's really an everyday, everyday thing to to work on. It's like even when um, when I was uh, employed, like I was doing running those restaurants for years for this company. So I knew it like the back of my head. And when, for example, I moved to London, same company, same product, same thing. But I went from where I had all my friends, you know, family to a country where I didn't know anybody uh, anymore. Who I thought spoke English, but somehow spoke a completely different English. Yeah. <laughs> so I was not... <laughs> talking about smallware and utensils, all of a sudden it's crockery and uh, cutlery. So I, I had a moment when I felt, oh, I don't know what I'm doing because all the human resources size is different. I need to learn. And they all laughed a lot coming from the US and going to UK. And I'm like, what do you mean? I need to pay vacation to my employees. No, but you know, it's different. So it, Plus being, you know, by myself, it was easy to get, oh, I, I don't know anything anymore. I need to relearn. And the, I was stressing myself um, for no reason until the day I was like, wait, you know, step back. Same business, maybe a different English word, but same business, you know it, just go for it. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's always working on it. It happens, it happens often, like it's, even when you, you've, you think you're good, you know, I've been doing that for a while, I'm okay. It's very easy to psych yourself a, lit, a little bit. So it's really working. Uh, yeah, work on that. Don't compare yourself. <laughs> if, uh, if I do, ju- just find inspiration. No comparison, just inspiration. It's such like a fine line between comparison and inspiration some days. Like I feel like sometimes it's just like for me, I, I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, as people say. And you look at your phone and like everything you see, you're just, you feel that little twinge of jealousy or you're like, oh, this person's better than me. Other days I wake up on the other side of the bed and those same people, I'm like cheering them on. I'm like, this is so cool. She's just made, you know, hundred K in a month. I can totally do that when I'm a few years down the, the track. And it is interesting. Do you have any tips for like how you manage? Do you like switch your phone off? Do you take yourself off social media some days? Or do you have any strategies around, you know, stopping that comparison? I did kind of like two things. Um, One is like really learning to cut through the noise of the online. And by that, I mean, there's so many people that are there to give you advice and, that you know, I can do this, I can show you this. And you have the coaches and all that, that, like you say, will say you, oh, I did that in one month and you're going to make a hundred millions. And then you have other coaches that you can find, like you or the coaches, you know, that I had to, on the French side, to get me a finance and a program. I have a mentor as a translator. And you have those people that do also tell you, no, you do need to work. It's the journey is not going to come in one day. So it's like learning how to cut the other people and just push them, push them away and just focus on the one actually telling you the truth or something you can, you know, uh, really relate to. And as far as cutting down, I went down the path where I was a lot on social media and looking and I had like that burnout uh, moment. Uh, So I stopped. I did take a break purposely. I was like, 
think about for like five months, I wasn't at all. Plus I could see that me being on the phone, my daughter will be a bit more on her iPad and uh, things mm. like that. So I had uh, another little uh, motivation. And when I decided, okay, it's time to give it a try because now I, you know, I do want to see what social media can bring me as far as client or connections or, or things like that. It's, um, it's having really a method and just say, okay, for me, it was like, for example, right now I'm going to post on Instagram, like just once a week, I batch my content, I prepare, and then that's it. Like, I'm not trying to, because it's easy to be tempted because you see, I say, no, it's like really sticking to those little rules that you said and simplify uh, and simplify things. And at the end, it's like, okay, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put my phone down and I have these reports that comes, you know, on the iPhone or on the, uh, you'll have it on the iMac. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, screen, uh, weekly screen, the spent, and it gives you, you know. The screen time's kind of scary, yeah. When it comes yeah, through and you're like, you've spent this many hours on your screen and you're like, wow. And my, see, my phone is Samsung. So it's actually only tracking the time on my laptop and on my iMac. So I'm like, oh my God, there's even so much more time than that, that I'm on another screen. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Marie. I wanted to round it out with just one last question, a little bit of self-promotion for myself, because I know you have done my Instagram marketing course, Get the Gram, and you have also been a member since the very beginning of my membership group, Insiders Club. Do you want to share with everyone listening? I feel so cringy asking this, but do you want to share how these programs have helped you for anyone listening who might feel a little bit on the fence about signing up for either Get the Gram or the membership group, Insiders Club? Oh, yes, of course. Because then you see, I even just signed up now for your uh, Gram Cam. Uh, Yay, my photography well. course. <laughs> yes. Well, I starting with the uh, your uh, membership group because again at the beginning I wanted like I knew I wanted to learn from you from you know following you before and again um, to YouTube but I wasn't sure yet how much Instagram could be uh, useful for me. Now I find out yes it is. So I went to the group first to kind of test out uh, the water and there was so much information given. You share so much some behind the scene like really. Uh, showing us what you really do, what it's really like, and also like the community, you can ask questions, people, there's always people replying, you always uh, reply there anyway, so I have so much out, out of it, I was like, but I want more now, and uh, since like <laughs> you, you pay funded, okay, I do that more on my um, getogram, so I went and I get that one. And um, the same, I really loved on that course. It's like, for me, what works, it needs to be like structure. I have exact steps and really, but like really show me what to do, not just, oh yeah, you just need to post and you need to have, like you go, I'm not going to give you away too much from the course, but you really show how you went for uh, writing, finding your client pain point or how you plan and batch your content. So it's easier after for me to replicate uh, that and to just sit down, pose and, um, and work on it. So it, and it's very well structured, like the courses flow once after the other. So it's very logic. So once you arrive at the end, I had, okay, I have my strategy. I did the work that I did to do uh, for my clients. So it was definitely, yeah, it was a great, uh, a great investment. <laughs> and then since you always do like great pictures and you're real and because, you know, <laughs> I see how you do all that when you launch the uh, cram cam, I was like, I so wanted to improve my pictures because when looking at it I have all the equipment 
I never use it. I have the camera, I have the phone, I have the tripod, you name it, I have it. And it's just sitting there and you launched it right at the perfect time. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, now I'm going to learn Yay. some more. <laughs> Yes. I love that. I love that. And it's so funny. There's so many people that I've talked to have been in the same boat, like, oh, I have the camera, but I don't bother to use it. Or like, I just don't think about doing photos or just like, I just snap a photo and I don't know what I'm doing. So that's, that's what I'm really enjoying about creating that course. I've just finished uh, the next module. I'm just editing it now. So you'll get that later today in your inbox, which is very exciting, but that's enough about me. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Marie, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story so openly. Where can people follow you, keep in touch, all that kind of thing? Where can, where can they find you? Uh, well, first, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be. I'm very happy to be on your podcast. Uh, for me, they can find me actually on Instagram <laughs> now at uh, Match Creative. And I'm also um, on Facebook, honestly, I don't use it um, as much. And I'm uh, redoing my website at the moment. So I do have uh, a one-page website at the moment, matchacreative.com. But uh, Instagram is the best way to uh, to find me. Thanks to you. Awesome. <laughs> well, we will leave the hyperlink and everything to your Instagram page in the description of today's episode. And thank you, everyone who has tuned in. Let me know. Share on Instagram stories. Tag both Marie and I if you enjoyed this episode. If you want to see more guest speakers coming on to the Dishing Up Digital podcast, let me know. And yeah, thank you again, Marie. I will be chatting to you shortly on Instagram, no doubt. Thank you very much, Helen. <laughs> thank you.